Finesse, seven letter esoteric, speaking real words, speak on it kid. Yo, I touch the mic like a savage, the esoteric actors, rap styles beyond average, to say the least, I'm slaying beasts with the right plan, I'll take your hype man and beat him with the mic stand, you're like damn, I better get a resource, I'll overpower tree force in your police force, you're talking to a fugitive, we'll serve your crew, take his own death and come back to murder you, who raps to the crack of dawn, Oh, people, people, people. It is Wednesday, which means it's another, another go around with echoes from the goddamn void. And, um, yeah, people, as we lead into Christmas, you know, it, it, it's all about making sure everything's in place, right? So, you know, cupboards are bare. So had to go to the shops to get shit. Now went yesterday, nothing. <laughs> there was nothing. I'm just like, ah, fuck. And I'm thinking I'm being early because last year I left it until Christmas Eve. <laughs> like just to get the major shit, right? There's, you know, I needed a, a, a turkey, chicken, whatever. You know, what I mean? didn't have it. Right, so yeah, nothing yesterday So I was like, alright, I'm gonna go today So I, I went And I got into the shop And I did that A fucking Home Alone Right, boom In the centre Right, the floor was freaking slippery So I just Flew in the air Landed on my back and I'm just like, you know what I mean? You don't want to stay on the ground too long. You know, there's not, it's not about looking weak in the streets, people. You know what I mean? God damn it. You see what happens to a lion when he gets old. So I'm, you know what I mean? I'm trying, I want to get up, but God damn it. <laughs> I fucked my wrist up. I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> oh, man. Just... You know what I mean? I, I did. I feel I've grown because I wasn't cursing my head off. So, um, yeah, you know, it's been an interesting day so far. But, you know what I mean? There's shit to talk about, people. And that's what we do, you know? So, let's sit back. Let's get into all of this. For another fun episode, people. Because, yeah, it wouldn't be Wednesday without us, right? Alright, let's go! So, there are a load of people getting fined for COVID breaches. You know, firms being fined for staying open. Even spots like gyms, where you kind of feel... Why are you finding a gym, right? Because one of the key things about COVID, it's attacking unhealthy people. So I think gyms are kind of essential, right? People need to be healthy. They need to be taking their vitamins, all of that shit. Now, if you've got an underlining autoimmune, you know, situation, then the gym isn't really going to help, right, you can still get very ill, 
But for everyone else, gyms are important. So why are you fining them? But all of these people are getting fined. And then you see the politicians. <laughs> it definitely seems a different rule for them, right? Now, I thought it was interesting early on in Scotland, Nicholas Surgeon, the, uh, you know, the head honcho up there, she got rid of a couple of people that, you know, breached the regulations. Even her top medical expert, <laughs> which was insane. You know, the medical expert is telling people to do shit and then she does something insane and crazy. So you're thinking, okay, they seem to have things, you know, they're keeping things in check over in Scotland, right? Then, <laughs> what happens? Sturgeon herself does something, right? So she'd gone to a funeral and um, she... Well, what's crazy in Scotland is their rule... You can take your face mask off if you're sitting down. <laughs> Which is just like, wait, what? <laughs> That's just weird. I mean, it's even weird of the... Oh, you can take it... You can um, only take it off if you're eating. Because it's just like, oh, so once you're eating, you can't spread anything. It, you know what I mean? So it should just be... Yeah, once you're in a restaurant, you can have your mask off. Right? Because doesn't make any difference if you're sitting down eating or standing but those are the regulations so you do them so um yeah you're meant to wear the mask if you're standing sturgeon took her mask off to talk to some people and she got caught <laughs> you know what I mean she got caught by a photographer and her photo is all over the spot and what I find in, uh, just amusing, you know, if she was to follow, you know, the, 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 the same behaviour in which she, you know, imparted on the other breaches of the rules, she'd step down. You know what I mean? She got rid of all those other people. So, um, yo, you'd step down. But no. No, 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 no. Isn't stepping down. The other thing is, there is a fine attached. At no point is she, um, have, have I seen her say, oh, um, yeah, you know, I realise the fine is just £60, but because I am the head, I'm going to pay this amount. You know what I mean? Like nothing, nothing whatsoever. You just have some people going, oh, well, you know, it's, a, it's only a minor breach. Like, the other people, theirs was so much worse. I'm just like, a breach is a breach. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> We're not looking at them, at the severity of, right? The severity of was never in question when, you know, Sturgeon asked these people to step down. It was, you broke the rules, you gotta go. So, what is the difference? You know what I mean? And I think the big thing with this is she's she will lose trust, right? There's you know you look at 
you know, in the States with Como and, you know, Chris, like, people didn't mind Como, you know what I mean, before all, everything went down, people didn't mind Como, but then, yo, he, the lies are coming out, and the heavy-handedness and all of that, people don't like Como no more, <laughs> you know what I mean, and that's the big thing, so, where Sturgeon, you know, I think, the Scottish people seem to like her, right, when she's calling for referendums, you know, trying to split Scotland away from the UK and all of that, yeah, I think people were like, yeah, yeah, Sturgeon, we're with Sturgy, maybe not so much now, <laughs> maybe not so much now, but yeah, it just shows a dishonesty, a straight up dishonesty, which is rife in politics. You know, it's crazy. Hey, the one of the big things. I mean, I feel everyone knew it, but it really did bring it home this year. You cannot trust a politician, right? Can't trust them. I have to say, what really does amuse me is when people try and find these elaborate reasons for just ridiculousness. You know what I mean? Just stupid shit. And then people be like, well, you know, I, I kind of feel that, you know, what it's trying to attempt to do is, and it's just like, no, it's just dumb, right? It's just some stupid shit. <laughs> Because everyone seems to be going crazy about these bottomless pyjama adverts That have been cropping up all over the shop But really, we've seen worse I'm like, how the fuck are uh, 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 people really bugged about this? You know what I mean? Because, look you you see a little bit of butt, that's it, right, that's it, now, there are other adverts that kind of show a whole lot more, you know what I mean, and I'm not saying, like, you're, you're seeing, you know, breasts, nipples, vaginas, penises, all of that shit, but... There's crazy loads of cleavage, you know what I mean? The cut up the thighs, mad heart, you know what I mean? Just like that. And then you've got models who look way too young to be modeling certain clothes, right? And that's just something that, yeah, has been floating around for a long ass time. So, <laughs> you know, these, these are nothing. You know, because it's just like the way the photo's taken. As I said, look, you're not seeing anything. I mean, it's dumb. <laughs> I'm just like, listen, just take pyjamas off. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know. I've never been one to be like, yeah, just... Pulling shit to the side Right I'm like take it all off man You know what I mean Like it's all about getting full access Right Not 
not sneaking in the back door, right? That's what it's about, people. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, they, they spoke to um this a guy from a marketing agency. Supposedly he's the director. <laughs> and um yeah, he he's just I don't know. He he's just a bit of an idiot, really. <laughs> you know, he's been like, Oh yes, the Chinese have got a history of using provocative imagery in an attempt to capture attention. <laughs> Risque seaside postcard style wardrobe malfunction style adverts are a staple of the light end low end publishers. <laughs> it's just like it's not just Chinese advertisers that do that, you know what I mean? Um, and it's just like, look, one likely reason the ad has reached so many people could be the target perimeters being much broader than usual. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Right? No shit. And he's just like, oh, yeah, maybe the ads, you know, they're not just there for you to buy the, you know, the product. If you click on them, then they've got your D. Well, yes. Because, again, that's what most adverts do. You know, it's like you click on something and then you see more of that shit or more from that company. That's what happens. You know, this isn't anything new. And as I said, you know, it's nothing crazy. So why, oh, why are people going weird about it? I am baffled. I am very, very baffled. And, um, yeah, you know, if, if you really want to get to the, you know what I mean? If you really want to get to the honey pot, you don't need to buy some, you know, pajama bottoms with a flap on the back. Just take the goddamn bottoms off. You know what I mean? Take the goddamn bottoms off, people. Hey. You know, that's the thing that makes sense. So, with everything that's been going on and, you know, a lot of businesses having to shut, right? Times are difficult, you know? Uh, it, it's hit the arts probably, I don't know, it's hit them real hard. I was going to say maybe the hardest, but... I don't know, that's that's a, always a hard one to say, right? Because there's industries and things that you don't know And they may have been hit just as hard Or maybe worse, who knows? But I know, yeah, the arts have been hit hard You know, comedy clubs, theatres, cinemas All of that, shut It's crazy So People are trying to find workarounds, make deals, try and do whatever they can to, you know, keep the building open, right, for, you know, when everything is right again, and that's a difficult task, it's a difficult task that sometimes, you know, creates other situations, so, the um the Birmingham Rep, you know, a, a theatre, obviously in Birmingham, 
right? They've, um, yeah, they've hit some hard times, right? And next year, they were meant to be hosting um, this thing called the Black Joy Season, right? And that was from the Talawa Theatre Company, you know, so, yeah, it it was going to be, you know, a series of, a series of different kind of productions, you know? So the repetitory, well, otherwise known as the rep, you know, they've got three stages. And so this season was going to utilize all of those, right? So they were going to have um, a major musical production for the main stage, the house, which seats 800 people. Like there's going to be two commissions, um, plays. For the studio, which seats 300 people. And then in the door, which seats 150, uh, there would be some seed commissions. You know, and, you know, some different kind of things, some classes and stuff like that. Right. So this was a a big affair, you know, or a, a, yeah, a big undertaking. Right? And it is no longer happening. No longer happening. And you may think, oh, what happened? Well, yeah. So, as mentioned, right, theatres are looking for ways to keep the lights on. And one of those was to become a nightingale call. Right? So... Yeah, this is it's a it's an odd one. Like I didn't know about this, but the Ministry of Justice, they kind of, you know, they approached different places to become makeshift courtrooms to help kind of clear up a backlog of cases that you know came when everything shut down. You know, the first time around. You know, because, yeah, courts weren't open. Some cases, I think, were, were done over Zoom, but you can only do so much. So there's this backlog of cases. And, yeah, so they've set up this kind of circuit of Nightingale courts, you know, which would be run during the daytime. You know, so, um, yeah. The, the, the you know the, the the rooms in the 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 rep would be used during the day and then in the evenings and weekends it's a theater again but because of this association the uh, Tawal have decided to um yeah scrap their plans they said that it was no longer tenable to um, use the venue, which definitely is a shame, you know, so, um, yeah, they, they tweeted out, uh, Talwal is the UK's outstanding black theatre company, earlier this year we announced that the Black Joy season would take place at Birmingham Rep in the autumn of 2021, Regrettably, this no, will no longer be the case. 
Yeah. You know, and man, it is it's kinda crazy, right? It is kinda crazy because you know everyone in the the theatre industry, you know, they were all trying to campaign for the government to hand out funds to keep everything alive. Right? Because if the theatres are all gone, it's going to make it very difficult for theatre companies to still exist. Now, they could possibly rent out halls and things like that, but there's only so many, right? And are people going to pay a lot of money to go see a play in a echoey hall? You know, it doesn't work So for a theatre company to survive They need the venues to survive So, yeah, it, 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 it's a odd situation When then the venue is doing everything it can to survive But the theatre company is now like Nah, we don't want to play with you anymore You know, it, it's, um, yeah, it's rough it is definitely rough, right? So the theatre have said that they've, you know, since the pandemic started, they've had to let off, let go of 50 staff, right? So signing this deal to become a court, it helps, right? Now, it probably isn't solving all their issues, but it, yeah, it would be... Helping them, you know, to some degree <sighs> But yeah, now all of this has gone down So Tawa put out a longer statement, right Which read Tawa is the UK's outstanding black theatre company And recently announced that the Black Joy season would take place at Birmingham Rep in autumn 2021 Since then, Birmingham Rep has announced it is hosting a Nightingale Court We recognise that having to make the difficult calls between maintaining the creative and political integrity of cultural buildings and preserving the jobs of those who work within them is a position art leaders shouldn't be forced into. Our thoughts are with those art leaders and creatives having to make difficult decisions. During this difficult time, it's vital that we don't see buildings close. Irreparable harming cultural fabric of the country. Tawa's purpose is to champion black excellence in theatre. To nurture talent in emerging and established artists of African and Caribbean heritage. And to tell inspirational and passionate stories reflecting black experiences through art. The decision Birmingham Rep have taken to host a Nightingale Court does not align with the Tawar's commitment to black artists and communities, um, the communities most affected by this decision. It has threatened the integrity of the Black Joy season. Regrettably, the partnership is no longer tenable under current circumstances. We are speaking to the artists and partners who might be affected by this and still hope to bring the Black Joy season to the audiences it was intended for. We are exploring our options. 
We respect and treasure our working and co-producing relationships and also respect the artists and communities we work with. Our commitment to tackling social and racial injustices is stronger than ever. We stand true to our values. This is what makes us Talawa. I mean, listen, I do understand, but I also feel that, look, yes, there may be people going to the court, right, who are of African-Caribbean heritage. There may be people going to the court who are, you know, unjustly there. But I also feel that having the the plays there would have, I think it would have been a lighthouse, you know what I mean? It, it's one of those things of people, because look, let's be clear, not everyone going to the court is there, you know, by mistake, right? There's people that have done bullshit. And there may be many reasons why they did what they did But having something else there, right? Having something that they can look at and go Oh, I didn't know that was an option I didn't know we could do that Huh, that's interesting You know, I think it's things like that it's giving the people the opportunity to see this different stuff, to see different faces do this stuff, produce, write, direct, you know what I mean, make, create, all of that, it can open people's eyes, it can help put them on the right path, you know, so, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel that an opportunity was missed by this, but, you know, people got to do what people got to do, right? It does feel like a terrible shame, it really does, but um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, hopefully, you know, all the people that have worked on creating these commissions and, you know, new pieces of work We'll still get to show them, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see So a few months ago, it was announced that um, there's going to be a Cleopatra film, right? Which, you know, I love history, so that sounded great Then <laughs> you found out who was making it So it's Patty Jenkins, who, you know, she's a great filmmaker Right, and Gail Gadot, and I was like, okay, well, Gail Gadot, she's talented. I wonder what role she's gonna be playing. Yeah, she's gonna be playing Cleopatra, which, you know, I, ugh, no, like it doesn't sit well, right? It really doesn't sit well, and. Feel it's kind of laughable with all the excuses, all the justifications that are getting made, right? 
So, um, recently, um, you know, Gadot, she was talking about the situation. I mean, just because, you know, Wonder Woman is just, it's now out, right? And, um, yeah, I don't know, right? She said, um, you know, she, well, she told BBC, um, Arabia, like, first of all, if you want to be true to the facts, then Cleopatra's Macedonian, <laughs> right, we were looking for a Macedonian actress that could fit Cleopatra, she wasn't there, and I was very passionate about Cleopatra, and I'm just like, you know, basically, that's it, right, she wants to play Cleopatra, so just say it, do you know what I mean, just, instead of trying to be like, oh, well, no, she was Macedonian, and blah, 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 and, because that's, it's all bullshit, remember when this was, right, this was, this was centuries ago, the world was a whole lot different then, and people were a whole lot different then, you know, because, are you telling me, right, just a white person could, you know, survive in that sun, in that heat, and be fine, no, they'd be burnt to shreds, so there would have had to have been pigmentation, right, there would have had to have been a level of menelin in the skin to survive all of that, now, maybe Cleopatra wasn't, um, you know, real dark, right, she may not have been, you know, she, she probably didn't resemble Lapita Ungugwe, but, you know, she would have had menelin, you know, she, it, it would have been a thing, so, it, it's weird when people, you know, like, because Godot's been campaigning for women's rights, right, that, I mean, that's one thing that she keeps on talking about, you know, finally, Cleopatra's story is going to be brought to you like you've never seen before, you know, directed, written, and played by women, through the eyes of women, right, that's the narrative, you know, has been out there campaigning, remember she, she was part of that dreadful Imagine video, oh, I'm going to do my best to, you know, stand up for discrimination, and, you know, I'm no longer gonna blah, 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 right, so it's all good, you know, to say certain things, when you think, okay, that's, that's the narrative people want to hear, but it only goes so far, you know what I mean, only goes so far, right, when, when there's something that you want, and you don't want to give to anyone else, then it all changes, right, then you're like, mm, no, I'm having that, I'm having that, Right, she's just like, oh, well, you know, if you're not happy, make your own version of the film, you know, this is our version of the film, and I'm like, that's not an answer, 
right? That that's just a petulant response. <laughs> you and ah, uh, it it is hilarious when you think about this because it's just like, you know. There's articles and they'd be they're saying things like um oh for you know for ages everyone just um you know pre- presumed Cleopatra was white no it, it said said something along the lines of um it was it has been understood for for many years that Cleopatra was white and you're like well no it 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 wasn't <laughs> it's just that you know civilization decided that. Because, you know, the victors always narrate the history, right? So, if the people controlling Hollywood are predominantly white, then that's it, right? Hence, you getting um, Elizabeth Taylor playing Cleopatra in that awful, awful film. Like, I enjoy a lavish film, and it is awful from the point of the representation was just appalling. I mean, it was the 60s, so, you know, you do kind of get it, but makes no sense whatsoever. Makes no sense, you know, and, yeah, it's, it's just weird. It is. It's weird that you know people want to try and yeah hide behind certain things, right? Hide behind this whole no 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 no. They were they were Macedonian, right? Who cares? You, I don't believe Macedonians. You know, look the same <laughs> as they do now. Like you can't just say, oh well, no, that's a no. Look, it doesn't work like that. We know everything has changed. Like, we know the world has evolved and adapted. Like, there used to be bears and tigers that were huge, right? They're not, we don't get those anymore. Everything changes and adapts to the new climates, the new situations, so to kind of think that, yeah, a, a current day Macedonian would be surviving, you know, in Egypt, <laughs> like, no, it's just not happening. And I think everyone realises that, but it doesn't fit the narrative, you know, so, you know, if you want if you want to play Cleopatra, you hide behind that fact, you know, instead of going, you know what, yeah, you're right, but I really want to play Cleopatra, so, you know, like, if they just came and said, look, it's the only way we can get the film financed, you know, they wanted a big star, and I seem to fit the bill, so, yeah, this is it, but, look, we're going to try and do our best to make sure we employ local people and, blah, you know, do so. Just talk some truth here, people. Stop the bullshit. Stop the bullshit. Because this isn't against Godot, like, you know, she's a bad actress or anything. No, it's just the fact of the matter. This shit always happens, you know? 
they, they never get right people for roles, you know, and it's kind of sad, it's kind of sad, and also laughable, because she made the fucking Imagine video, you know what I mean, yeah, imagine you're a hypocrite, hmm, okay, yeah, I think we can do that, all right, I've got to say, right, because France have definitely been getting uh, a lot of criticism of late, I feel, due to this whole lorry situation that I don't fully know anything about. So I'm not going to speak on that, right? But I do feel that France should be commended for something they have just recently done, right? And, yeah, it's pretty big, you know? So... They have given um, all immigrants that have been working on the front line during this whole period, you know, of COVID and lockdowns and all of that crazy shit. They've accelerated their applications for citizenship, right? And this is the thing. Because in some places you you hear people call, and it was said over here, right, that, oh, you know, people working in the NHS should be, you know, given citizenship. And it'd be like, yeah, but what about everyone else? You mean, what about the other people? You know, people working as cashiers in shops, you know, they're making minimum wage and they're potentially at risk. You know what I'm saying? So it, you, you have to think about everyone. It's not just the people in the hospital. And that's what France did. Right. So it was everyone, everyone. So whether you're in healthcare, whether you're a cleaner, you work in a shop, didn't matter. Right, they they they've changed the parameters and allowed these people to um yeah accelerate their nationalization to become French citizens, and I think that that should be commended. I mean that's huge, you know. Yeah, I just thought that was a a, a nice thing the French have done. You know, supposedly there's um you know uh, kind of just about like. Around 700 people have been granted citizenship so far With another gang of people in the final stages of the process So that's, um, yeah, it's pretty damn cool You know, I think in the past You had to, yeah, I think you had to live in the country for five years You know, you had to show um, the... Uh, Oh gosh, oh what's the word for it, um, you know, not doctrinization, but kind of a similar thing, you know what I'm saying, um, oh god damn it, it's so frustrating when like just, just something just slips out of your goddamn mind, um, fuck, man, 
Well, you know, I think you have to show a, a period of, like, it's learning the language, and it's like, you know what I mean, just, I think my a friend of mine who did it over here said, like, you had to know all of this history on the royal family, and all this other crazy shit that no one, <laughs> no one cares about, but it's stuff like that, right, and they've kind of wavered all of that shit, so, um, yeah, hats off to France, man, I think, um, yeah, because I haven't heard of anyone else doing a similar thing. So, um, yeah, well done, France. Well done. Okay, people, so today's chin check is a little bit different because instead of it, um, you know, being a preview, there's nothing to preview. So we are taking a look at the news you know what I mean? So it's another good episode. You don't want to miss it. So once you're done with this, make sure to go and check that out. Share it with your peoples. Leave a comment. All that good stuff, people. Because you know, hey, you don't want to miss it, right? But let's finish this one off before, all right? All right, cool. Let's continue. <laughs> Alright, so, last year I checked out Home for Christmas, which is a Norwegian show on Netflix, and, you know, it was okay, right, it was okay, so I figured, you know, I'll give the second season a try, you know, so it's still directed by Peer Olav Sorensen, um, so, um, yeah, they're about 25, 30 minute episodes, there's six of them, you know, so it's the same as the first one, pretty much, um, yeah, I'd probably say pretty much everyone has returned, you know, no, there's a few new faces, but, you know, Ida Ellis-Bush is still playing Joanna, and, um, yeah, we've got Dennis Soran as Tor, her father, Annette Hoof as Jared, her mother, um, Gabriel Lefug as Jorgen, her friend, her roommate. You know, so you've got those characters floating around and doing their thing. Um, it's an interesting one, right? So... As I said, look, the first one was pretty... It was okay. It, like, there was some ridiculous shit in it, for sure. But it, it was some mindless shit that you could have on and just kind of, you know, enjoy for what it was. Season one ended with her, you know, she's at her parents for Christmas. The doorbell goes. You know, she's told everyone she's bringing a boyfriend... But she doesn't have one. Doorbell goes. We see her go to the door, open it up, and then smile. Right? So we're expecting this big reveal of who's at the door. I gotta say, it was a bit of a letdown. Like, the whole at-the-door thing did turn out to be a bit just meh. You know? And then everything that kind of led from that makes no sense, right? Because 
we get all of these weird presumptions getting made but never with like the logical thing because when certain things are done you'd be like oh thank you for that or oh, that was incredible that was amazing boom 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 but obviously none of that happened we then find out none of that happened for whatever reason i have no clue i have no clue right makes no sense it is stupid and they also i think they wanted to do this whole thing of oh the person who you think is right for you might not always be right for you but <laughs> you know dating is about getting to know someone and you kind of look at these situations that she finds herself in and it's just like you're not actually trying to get to know these people and look that is all fine if you just want a little bit of fun all of that jazz it's cool you know what i mean like no one cares it's okay but if you then try and make that person the the long-term relationship well it's never gonna work if you've not even try to establish try to establish any any commonalities between the two of you right if you don't know what they like <laughs> and all of that stuff yeah down the line there might be issues when you find that you're at odds on certain things and all of that you know what i mean and so that's what we kind of get you know, she's meant to be in this great relationship, but it's, they're not really agreeing on certain things and stuff like that, which is weird. You then have, they throw this thing in where, um, oh, she's obsessed with her ex-boyfriend. And you're like, well, I don't know. Because in the first season, she was extremely upset by that situation. You know, it wasn't like, oh, she's checking in on him all the time. That wasn't the case. So it's all a little bit like, huh? Like, what's, what's happening here? Like, you've changed the narrative. And you did it all in a sentence, right? You know, there wasn't really a lot on it. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, this is a thing. And you're like, wait, what? when did that become a thing you've just kind of shoehorned it into the story in a not a very subtle way people right so yeah you you have all of these weird things going on which very odd right very odd and like so the and i wouldn't say this is a spoiler but uh, the thread of this one is basically her parents are going through a thing, right? Parents are going through a thing. Her mum's disappeared. And so she's like, I'm having Christmas at mine. And you're just a bit like, well, why? Right? Why? That's the huge thing. Because, you know, her, her sister... She's married, she has two kids, but they have their own place, 
you know what I mean? They've got their own play, or is that her brother? Hmm, I forget, one of them. Like, well, both of her, I think both of her siblings have got kids, actually. But they've both got their own places. So, bigger than hers, more suitable, all of that. And they all offer, right? They all straight away go, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do Christmas at ours. And she, no, 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 I'm doing it at mine. I'm doing it at mine. And you're like, well, what, what's going on here? You know, because she can't cook. And I think the way they kind of show, oh, she can't cook. It was just some cliched, terrible bit. You know, it all goes down in the sixth episode. And you just get, yeah, it's just this played out scenario that, I mean, it didn't really make any sense. Because if you're in the room, now, you, you can have yourself get distracted by shit. I've been distracted, you know what I mean? Or, or gone to do something and missed the timer. Sometimes even shit cooked quicker than you were expecting right so there's different kind of things you could do but they just go down this tired bored just you know scenario that we see all the time and then they give us her reaction to it all which is ridiculous right i'm like you can get you could be irritated by the thing yes but the way they have her react, it's just, what is, like, what is this? And that's a big thing this season. All of these ridiculous overreactions, it is, oh man, it's bad. Because it's not, it's not good acting. Like, it, it's really, really not good acting. I, I did feel the acting did go downhill this season, right? And it's not saying it was like, you know, a world winning the first season, but it was kind of, you know, it was okay. This time around, everyone's just chewing shit up. You know, it's just real bad. Like, there's a point when she calls, like, her best friend... You know, she calls her, and she's with her parents and everyone around the dinner table. And, you know, she tells her friend about a situation, and her friend's like, Oh, that's the one that gave you multiple orgasms. You had multiple orgasms. He gave you multiple orgasms. You had multiple... And she keeps on going on about multiple... And you're just like, no one, no one does that shit right and the fact be like if right if she took the call but didn't say oh i'm at dinner with all my family right but was just talking and and a friend blurted shit out and you'd be like um yo i'm with my folks she like oh shit i'm sorry like that you could be like fine 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 but the way they played the scene, it's just, this, this wouldn't be a thing. Like, what is happening? Or, and you would just hang up, right? You would just hang up. You'd just be like, 
Okay, let's. Yeah, no, um, nothing to see here, people. I, I think she was just a bit drunk. Yeah, I mean, you played it off, but no. No, they let her go on for a, a minute or so more, saying the same thing over and over and over again. And, and yeah, you're just rolling your eyes and being like, what is wrong with this shit, man? What, like, what's going on? This is ridiculous you know but it did seem to be the common thread going through the show right just a, a crazy amount of stupid situations like um there's a bit where she goes to the a tattoo parlor with her dad right you know no appointment you know has no appointment but walks in and he's like i want a back piece gets a back piece and then something on her arm and you're like what <laughs> like what the fuck is going on here like how many times can you just walk into a place and get something like it'd usually be a consultation like okay so what what kind of thing are you looking for and okay yeah i'll do some sketches and see which one you like and, you know just but no, she walks in, gets on the thing, and then they start tattooing. And then again, it's just this terrible acting, right? Of the reaction of getting the tattoo and it hurting, right? And she's really like, ooh, fudge packet, ooh, ooh, stickles, ooh. And she's saying stupid things, and you're like, oh, God, what is this? Like... What is, if you don't want to play it, you know, how it would be, just don't show it. Like, you could be like, um, is this going to hurt? And then have them start and then just see her face be like, Aah! or make her like, ow, and then cut and then be like, God damn it. Whew, I'm glad that's over. You know what I mean? Because just having... That, see, it was just bad, man. Like, if it wasn't, you know, four in the morning and I couldn't sleep for shit, I'm not watching this show. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like, I, I'm just bored out my head. I'm just, you know what I mean? I, I, it's that point where you can't, you don't want to be focusing on anything intense. So it's just like, all right, you know, I'll watch this shit. It's fine. You know what I mean? I'll get through it. But yeah, any other time, I'm not watching it because it was just so ridiculous. So ridiculous and frustrating with everything that's going down. Now, they introduce a couple of new characters in Neighbours for her, right? Which is a um, this guy and his daughter. And obviously, right, the guy is just kind of inept. You know what I mean? Talk, 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 because he's so embarrassed and nervous. Oh, and he hasn't been in a relationship for years. And now he's he wants to try and get out there. And <sighs> so we have this whole thing of him going speed dating, which is just, you know. But yeah, he's got this daughter who is the most 
undeveloped character of the whole freaking scene. She, this poor girl had nothing really to say. Like, they, they didn't give us anything on her. We don't know what she likes. You know, we, we, we don't know what she hates. You know, like, what she's doing. There is nothing. You just get her name. That's about it. I think they mentioned the, her age, right? But, yeah, she is, man, shallower than a fucking millimeter puddle. That's how bad that character is. It's insane. But, um, yeah, there's just all this, you know, they run these stupid scenarios with them, right? And it, it, it's just like, again, you know, she's trying to find someone to date, you know. Like, all these things just don't go well. But everything is so obvious. You know how it's playing out. You know what I mean? You're, you're watching a scene, and she'd be like, Oh, I'm going to go on a date with this guy. Yay. I'm really looking forward to it. Hoo, hoo, hoo. It's going to be fun. But, you know, you know what's going to happen, right? You know exactly what's going to happen, how it's going to transpire, and it's just dull. Because there's nothing original. You know? And look, yes, there's certain things that aren't really original ideas and everyone keeps on regurgitating them. But some people add their own unique kind of spin to it, which is fun. This just didn't. There's no original spin to any of these situations. I mean, in fact, they just make this girl seem real desperate and rubbish, right? There's an incident that happened in the first season where she's dumped. You know what I mean? This guy who she thinks she's exclusive with, uh, they're, they're not, right? But then you have her pining after him in this one, right, which is just like, what, you mean, she's, she's going off at people that have treated her so badly, and, oh, he treated me so badly, and, oh, this happened, and blah, 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 but then, this one person who treated her badly, she, she has nothing bad to say, right, it would be a bit different if it's just, you know, they met up and, you know, they get on still, but she's just like, ah, yeah, but you're a asshole, man. What you did was, that's not good. Like, I'm not down with that shit. And, be, and he wins her over. Like, that could have been a thing, right? Because that happens, but you have to win someone back over. There's no winning over. It was just, boom. <laughs> you know? Which is just like, what are you doing? Ugh. I don't know, man. It, it, it just... Yeah, I, I thought this paled in comparison to the first season. And as I said, look, it's not like the first season was, like, crazy great. It was just, you know, it was okay. So that makes this just so bad. But, listen, I understand, right? I understand people. So, I would say, 
if you're a fan of stuff like Dash and Lily, you know what I mean? If you're a fan of that holiday, I would, I'd, I'd kind of imagine, you know, Midnight at the Mongolia. If you like all of those things, if you liked Emily in Paris, I would probably say this is probably your jam as well. You know, so yeah, if you like those shows, you know, if they made you smile, if you thought, yeah, that's funny, that's great, I'm down with that, then, yeah, Home for Christmas Season 2, I think that that will probably um, give you those Christmas feels, you know, so, hey, it's on Netflix, it's one of their original shows, so it's not disappearing, you know, so go, enjoy, have fun people okay so this week i decided to check out uh something that just caught my eye right i was just uh you know browsing audible i think i was in the um new release section i think or it might have been yeah no it was it, yes it must have been the new release section Right, and um, yeah, I came across this book, which, and listen, this is, you know what I mean? They say, don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> but it was the cover that grabbed me. And I think it's because the, the vibrant orange on it. I think it's orange. I say it's orange. Maybe it's yellow, right? I'm not colorblind, but sometimes I feel I see colors like a little bit differently and i think it's orange yeah i'm gonna say orange people and i think it was that there's the contrast of the orange the brown and the blue i think those things jumped out at me and so i thought oh what is this right and uh yeah i saw the name simona is single no that isn't the name. <laughs> the name is Simone is still single. Man, sometimes when you see something, you know what it actually says, but the thing that tr translates in your mind is slightly different. That's what just happened. But yes, it's Simona's still single. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's um, written by Lisa Bent. Right, um, this is her debut novel, you know. Um, I think people might know her from a, a blog that she had called um, Deeper, right? Um, and she's done a lot of interviews. I think she's got a radio show. She's uh, very prolific, you know, in, um, in her work. Um, so, yeah, I was like, okay, and the description kind of was interesting, right? Not interesting with, oh, this is a new subject, but I don't know. I just got a vibe from it that it might bring possibly a new take, right? And I think especially, you know, it's from... Ain't, you know, someone who is different from a lot of the normal authors 
that write this stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a go. Right, so um, the book, this is the uh, description of the book. Uh, Simona Brown is 37 um, years old, Jamaican-British woman living in South London, looking for her Mr. Right, whilst her biological clock loudly ticks on. She announces to her close girlfriends after a boozy Sunday brunch that she is ready to up her game and start actively dating to their surprise and delight. After being consciously single for a number of years, Simona remembers what worked and what definitely did not in a dating arena. This time she knows who she is and what she wants. As Simona reflects through her memories, from one mister to another, she reveals her sensual, hilarious and downright frustrating encounters. She finds herself asking, what does it mean to be a black woman trying to exist, date and find love? In her pursuit of love, she learns new lessons and different answers. Will these new revelations get her what she wants? Bum, bum, bum. So yeah, there it is. Now, the audio book is um, it's narrated by Henry Deven, and she does a really good job. Like, it, there's just this warmth to the narration that you believe the scenarios. You feel like the emotions of um, each situation. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, listening to it. So, I think with this book, right, because, um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of books that are meant to be dealing with, like, relationships and that sort of thing. And sometimes you're reading it and you're like, okay, yeah, 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 I believe that. Yeah, that rings true. But then they they do these scenarios or things that are just like, what? That doesn't happen. Like, what are you talking about? That's just weird. You know what I mean? It was just like um, they'll they'll create this scenario in which people meet, right? That just rings so false, like, so false, like it's meant to be a, a Hollywood film or something, you know what I mean, and, yeah, that's always just a bit like, ugh, that throws you, you like, you're lost straight away, but I will say that I did believe the scenarios, like, you know, a lot of the things that happened in this, I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 and of, although it's from a woman's point of view, right, it's the woman looking for things, so yeah, the, you know, it's coming from a, a different kind of mindset, maybe, but I think they, you know, um, Hmm. 
I, I feel that um, situations and the like, right? There was that thought on what would the man think in this? You know, a lot of the times, right? So when Simona, you know, has the brunch with her friends and she's just like, oh, you know what? I kind of feel that, you know, we should be, and then she does change it. She's just like, mm, okay, I, you know, I'm having difficulty in this. And I kind of feel that, you know, we've had discussions around the same thing. So you could be feeling the same. And I thought just that in itself was, yeah, that's interesting. But you don't always get that right a lot of the times it's like well we are this and we are that and it's all very broad strokes with no kind of thought on the individuality of the situation you know so there there was that and i thought that was that was good um and yeah so you know when they were talking about different scenarios and stuff like that I mean, they all, all the characters did have their different takes on things. And, yeah, I thought that, that was, I think that is good, right? But I think a load of people have different takes on, you know, what they would say is okay, what's acceptable, you know what I mean, what's their must-haves and their must-nots, right, because one of the characters, um, she was like, I'm not, I'm not making the first move, you know, a guy needs to make the first move, and then her friends are like, oh, but what if, and she's like, no, that's what I feel, you know, and if they don't like it, I don't care, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> which, I mean, and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know those people, right? Now, I I did think that, hmm, it, uh, Joe, I don't know, because I kind of feel like in that situation, I would have probably said, well, you know what I mean? Don't you, like, you're, it's not work for you right now, right? So, I mean, if you don't consider that, then, you know, it's kind of your loss, right? But I, I did like these different avenues and stuff that it went in. You know, that worked. And as the um, book went on, we kind of like in High Fidelity, you know, you, you take a look at different relationships and different kind of interactions that she's had. And they were all different, all dealing with different things and different kind of viewpoints. And I think, mean, you know, Simona did kind of talk about her her prejudices, maybe. Like the one guy, she's like, ugh, bad teeth. And, you know, like, ugh, I don't like that. But then did actually give it, you know, the situation a try. And you've got to... Yeah, you've got to respect that, right? So, I did like those things. 
Now, there were a few things in the book that I was just a bit like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> right? So, uh, there was like this, there's these dreams, hmm, not dream sequences per se, but a spirit, a spirituality, a spirituality to things. And that does, it bugs me a little bit, like horoscopes and all of that kind of thing. Just because, right, I kind of feel that sometimes people will use that as a crutch, right? You're like, oh, well, that didn't work because, you know, it's not in my stars. And it's just like, well, no, it didn't work because you didn't make the effort. Yo, know, that's why. But people would be like, well, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. You know, you know they just have these uh, irritating um, sayings and and things that they use to kind of get around not not bothering, you know what I mean? And so there was that, that aspect of it, which I was like, God damn it. Um, and there also, it was just, um, uh, there's a thing around the job, and I did think it got wrapped up a little bit too easily, you know what I mean? Because I think, there is a there is a thing when you challenge a situation and sometimes right it might go in your way and they might look at it and go okay fine we'll give you this but that gets done and then they will look for any reason to uh get rid of you you and i thought that's that is a definite thing that happens i know it's happened to a gang of people but it doesn't it's not even a consideration and i just thinking like mm, kind of feel it would it should have been and especially with you know simona is the way she's written like i feel she would understand that right and then there's a bit where she sets up her own business on the side and straight away, it's going really well. And I'm just like, ah, that's just a bit too... It's a bit too simple, right? Because especially in the field in which she's in, it is saturated. So I kind of just like... I don't... You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I don't even think that it should tank. But I just think, you know, it could have taken a bit longer to be doing well. But, you know, these are just, like, minor little bits and bobs. I, di I did find one thing interesting, though. There's, um, she, she goes out with this white Irish guy. And she asks him, oh, um, is he, he says, oh, I like black girls. And she's just like, oh. I kind of found that interesting that you said that because, you know, I don't want to be a fetish. And he says this thing and she's like, okay, that's good. And I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. 
someone doesn't necessarily like people won't necessarily say something is a fetish you know for it to be a fetish you know what i mean i think sometimes that you talk about something and you might not even know it's a fetish right and i just thought that was a bit like just the kind of the oh well it's not a fetish so bum 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 and it'd be like mm, i kind of think it could be <laughs> you know what i mean especially when like that situation progresses i kind of feel that you could say that it was but mm, i don't know i i don't want to say too much on that right but yeah no the book does I think it looks at things in a, you know, a very, I'll say a broad way, but I don't mean a broad way in which it's just like, oh, everything is just there. But no, I think from the character's point of view, because if you're saying that the character is meant to be open, then have the character open. And that's what Bennett does. You know, she writes Simona as being open there are still um preculations i think i've just said that word wrong but you know what i mean right she still has those she still has a few worries and concerns but we do see her deal with them as as time goes and yeah i like that you know so i would say that in all in all it's a it, yeah it's a very enjoyable book you know what i mean and i think it's got a a good flow to it right there there i mean certain things that are hit on are kind of like yeah you kind of imagine that that would be a scenario and that would be there but it is very well written it does have a good flow like, I don't feel there was any parts that flagged or you're just like, oh, can we just get over this bit? Can we get round here? No, it, it, it just moved along nicely. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I like the end to a point. The very last line, I was a bit like, but if you're up to that point, it was all golden, right? So that last line, although it was a little bit frustrating, it didn't dampen the book, right? So um, I would say, people, go check it out, right? Simona's still single. And um, yeah, as always, check out the audiobook because... Henry Devine does a, she does a superb job with the narration, alright, so yeah, go listen, and have some fun people, have some fun, oh, um, huh. what it might be like, actually, I'm not quite sure, uh, yeah, I can't really think of a book that like on this subject that I maybe enjoyed as much. Hmm. 
There was something about, there was one about candles that on my first listen, I did really enjoy. But then on my other listen, I didn't as much. But it was still a decent enough book. But, um, yeah, if you just want a something that looks at relationships, but maybe in a slightly different way, then, yeah, this is the book for you people. So, yeah, they're my views. Simona's still single. Okay, people, so there is... um. You know, well, we come to the end of another episode, basically. But before we bounce, you know what I mean? We always take a look at the TV landscape. So, um, yeah, that's what we're going to do again, people. And, um, yeah, there's some stuff happening at HBO. So, you know, it's a funny one because... I could not finish the first season. God damn, I hated it so much. You know, hey, it was better than the film, but I hated it, right? And I don't know, I'd just been hearing some grumblings about the second season, but HBO and the BBC have just announced that they've renewed his dark materials for a third season. So, there will be a conclusion, people. You will get an adaptation of the last book. Um, It's still going to be eight episodes. And it sounds like they're going to be, yeah, filming um, early next year. So, uh, yeah, there is that. Which I, I guess a lot of people might have been a little anxious about because, yeah, the film never finished anything off. So, yeah, you do get conclusion. So, um, other stuff at HBO, right? So, they've, um, yeah, they've just picked up a limited series called Cut Block. So it supposedly follows a family of West Coast timber fallers in their century-long pursuit of prosperity. Hmm. I mean, it could be interesting, right? So, yeah, um, Andrew Sividino and Trey Edward Schultz, um, they're producing... Um, Writing and directing So, uh, yeah There is that Um, Also It looks like They have um, Given a second season To the flight attendant You know That show headlined by Kaylee Kukuo Kukuo Hmm I don't know. All I know is Miss Pat (laughs) roasted the fuck out of her on the cabin. (laughs) Oh, shit, people. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go on Netflix and go watch the cabin. It's Burt Chrysler's new piece, and it's hilarious. And there is an episode with, um, yo, it's Burt, Miss Pat, and um oh my days McHale you know what I mean the m- homie from uh, community and um 
he did that Tiger King wrap up episode, right? So um yeah. And Miss Pat goes in hard on, on Kaylee. It is hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, you know, if you like the fight attendant, hey, you're getting a second season. All right. So other things, um, HBO have also just ordered a season, uh, a series called Inkwell. Right. So. Um, it's from Gerard Bush and Christopher Renz. Uh, and, um, you know, they're writing and directing the... Uh, I think it says the pilot and the finale episodes, right? And it's about a pod of uber-affluent black surfers that suddenly find themselves... Catapulted into a battle against a mysterious dark superpower consuming the country. Ah, sounds sounds kind of spooky, but uh, yeah, that's coming. Um, so we know that uh, James Gunn, he's uh, got the squad coming, right? The Suicide Squad. Uh, at DC And Hey he got a TV series Spin off even before The thing hit So it's uh, called Peacemaker and it's following The John Cena character From the film um, But they've Also added some New people to the cast Right so you've got Lachlan Monroe Chukwidi Awuju, Christopher Herida, I think that's how you, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, there is someone else, but I cannot see that name. But um, yeah, you know, looks like there is a movement with that. So um. All you uh, DC fans You know what I mean Hey you've got some new shit And hey all I, all I can hope though Is that the film Is a lot better Than the ugh, The dreadful Dreadful Last Suicide Squad film Because that Was just a Man, it was a mess, right? It was all over the place. It was weird as well because you had the trailer that came out and it really kind of gave this whole stylized kind of vision of something and then the film just stunk. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. But, um, yeah, you know, shit happens. Now, this is, this is kind of weird, right? So, over, um, I think, is it Showtime? I don't know. No, CBS. It's on CBS, right? You were getting the, um, the Colorese series, you know, which is a sequel, essentially, to Silence of the Lambs. Right, and it's gonna, you know, feature, uh, you know, Clarice Starling and all of that. Now, the interesting thing is, they cannot mention Hannibal Lecter 
at all in the series. Can't mention him. Which is so weird, right? It is bizarre. And, like, Alex Kutzman is, like, oh, it's liberating and it's great, you know, because... Hey, other people have written the character and told the story so well, like, we don't have to, right? Which, yes, I understand, but, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, I mean you've got Clarice visiting a, a psychiatrist and everything like that, supposedly, in this series, and you kind of feel that she would be saying to the psychiatrist, Hannibal fucked me up, man. I can't, I can't, you know what I mean, that shit just haunting me, right, and she can't, so not to even be able to mention it, it seems bizarre, but you know, I guess, hey, they're the constraints that the show has found itself in, so um, it will be interesting to see how they navigate it, you know, uh, so fans of AP Bio, you know, hey, people, you know what I mean, the show got saved once, and it's coming back, it's coming back, it's got a third season renewal on the Peacock, so, uh, yeah, you know, that's not bad, but, um, no, so it's a full, no, it's getting a full season, Ugh. it's hard to keep track of these things, people, but, um, yeah, everyone is coming back. Glenn uh, Howerton, you know, it's going to be busy for him because, hey, we just saw that It's Always Sunny is getting, well, I think it got renewed for three more seasons. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, big things. Hey, it's always good to have funny shows on TV, right? So you need that distraction, people, you know? Um, so, other stuff Alright, so, um, over at Showtime Right, they've, um, just handed out an order for a series called Yellow Jackets Um, and it's about a talented team of high school, um, soccer players A, a group of girls And, um, they survive a plane crash Deep in the remote northern wilderness Right And it says The series chronicles Their descent from a complicated But thriving team To savage clans While also tracking the lives They've attempted to piece back together Nearly 25 years later uh, so Ashley Lyle and Bart Nickerson are executive producing um, And Jonathan Lisko is uh, show running Right, uh, the film stars, what well, the series stars even Melanie Linsky, Juliet Lewis, Christina Ritchie and Tony Cypress Hmm, kind of sounds like we're going to see the whole plane situation And then um, it, it, it's going to kind of be flashing between that And then with the with the girls back in, um, you know, natural, normal civilization 
dealing with, um, yeah, the shit they got up to. Hmm, could be interesting. Okay, so this is an odd one, right? Over on um, Amazon Prime, you know, you've got uh, The Expanse, right? Jeff Bezos loved the show so much, he picked it up after Sci-Fi Channel cancelled it. And the fifth season has just hit. But it's not all the fifth season, just three episodes, right? And the remainder, the remainder of the series is going to be hitting on the 3rd of February. Which, you know, like, what are you doing? Like, why the fuck would you split it like that? That's in, it's stupid. Especially because everyone is off, you know, for Christmas and all of that. So it, it, it's a great time to be able to just stream or something like that. But, you know, word came recently that it'd been renewed for a sixth season that would be its last. And there's more than six books, right? So there is confusion about it. But the authors, you know, Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank, who, uh, you know, come together as James S.A. Corey, they recently spoke with Slash Films about the situation. And they said this. The end of book six is a natural break point. I keep calling it a natural pause in the story. So you get the end of season six, you're gonna feel like that's a satisfying ending to the story that we've been setting up for five seasons. It doesn't mean that we're done. There's still more stuff we can be doing and um, the production company, Alcon, seems very interested in doing more stuff, but I don't know what the shape of that will be yet. And it's peculiar, right? Why you would end. Now, I haven't, I started the books, but then I figured, you know what, I'm going to wait for all of this to finish. So the only thing I can imagine is if, you know, the, the following books maybe follow different people or the same characters, but they're old, a lot older or something like that. Which would kind of lend to a break, you know what I mean? But I don't know. It, it, yeah, it just seems like a, an odd situation, but yeah, that's what's happening, man. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, people just have to deal with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, there's nothing more you can do. <laughs> like, you know, it's not going to be, you know, like when all those idiots wrote into HBO saying, you need to re, you need to re-film the last season of Game of Thrones. They're not going to listen. You know what I mean? It's done. Okay, so. Um, over on Netflix, you know, they had Lock and Key, which is a, um, you know, it was based on a comic book series from Joe Hill. I forget who the artist on the series is, but yeah, Joe Hill wrote it. Uh, very successful, you know, comic book wise. And it seemed everyone liked the first season. 
I mean, I, I, I had some issues, but it was okay. Like, I probably preferred it to Stranger Things. But it's getting a second season, right? Um, but it has also been renewed for a third season. Yeah, second season hasn't even hit the screens yet. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, they've renewed it for a sec, a third. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, they're saying production on the second is gonna wrap. You know, shortly So, I, I kind of think Probably because of The way the nature of filming Shows is right now And all of that They might be like, well we've got all of this Shit in place, so Let, let you know I mean Let's knock something else out So we don't have to pay All of this money And all of that Maybe it's that, I don't know But uh, yeah there's gonna be a third, so um, you know, fans of the series, that's a good look, right? Uh, now, something else that's going down over at Netflix, um, which I think I must have forgotten, right? But they've got um, and they adapt, they're adapt. Oh my god. They are doing a TV show version of the Lee Badagoo's um, Shadow and Bone book series. You know, Grishaverse. You know, it was a trilogy of books. Well, it's two trilogies of books, right? And um, yeah, they're adapting the first trilogy. Which is funny, because I literally picked up the first book of that. On Audible the other day And I, I I must have completely forgotten That this was going down But yeah, it's happening And um, it will be Hitting in April Next year So um, It's about um, You know A lowly soldier And orphan Alina Starkov who lives on a war-torn world and um, is unleashed an extraordinary power that could be the key to setting her country free. With the monstrous threat of the shadow fold looming, Alina is torn from everything she knows to train as part of an elite army of magical soldiers known as Grisha. But as she struggles to hone her power, she finds that allies and enemies can be the same and that nothing in this lavish world is what it seems. There are dragon dangerous forces to play, um, including a crew of charismatic criminals and it will take more than magic to survive hmm now it does sound fun so um yeah i better get reading before um this hits the screens it would seem but uh yeah you know i'm always down for some new interesting you know content flying around you know what i mean and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a little time before um, this new Game of Thrones series hits. So uh, yeah, that will that will make do. 
So, uh, I think it, it just seems like after the investor meeting last week, we're getting a lot of stuff coming from, uh, you know, Disney and um, all of their kind of entities. And one of those is FX, right? They have just picked up um, Weird, which is um, a, a Dark Horse comic. Right, so they're adapting that for uh, the TV screens. Right, so um, it's about um, a guy called Peter Weird. He's an alien in exile on Earth trying to understand humanity. When these people don't come back for him, he's forced to assimilate. All while investigating paranormal activity and searching for a way home. So yeah, it's gonna star um, Matthew Reese as uh, you know Peter, um, and he will also be executive producing the show. So other um, stuff going down. Um, well. On uh, another thing on FX is gonna be um, Reservation Dogs, right? So this is from uh, Tahiki Watiti, you know, uh, and it's gonna be a half-hour comedy series, right? Um, so yeah, he he's working with Sterling Haju. Who's a Native American writer and director And um, yeah, the series follows a, um, a Four teenagers in rural Oklahoma right? um, Yeah, who spend their days both committing crimes and fighting to stop them So um, yeah, I don't know I'm, I'm down Right, I yeah, I kind of enjoy uh, most of the things what TT seems to do. So um, yeah, I think that that will be a lot of fun, you know. Now, I have not watched season two yet, so I'm trying to avoid all the spoilers. But it seems like right, the um, Mandalorian is getting spin-offs, right? Um. And it's also getting a third season, right? But I think people kind of misconstrued some stuff. And it's like the Boba Fett thing is a separate series and isn't going to be a, you know, Mandalorian season three. Now, I don't really know what that means because I do not want to get spoiled, right? Everyone's saying that they cried at the end So you kind of feel like ah, Is someone dying? What the fuck's happening? I don't know But uh, yeah There you go with all of that business Now um, I think This is It's kind of nice It's sad as well You know what I mean? But it doesn't surprise me Right, doesn't surprise me because homie worked hard. So um, yeah, it, it, it's just been um, announced, and I guess because of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, 
right? But Chadwick Boseman, you know, he, um, yeah, he, you know, before he died, he still did a lot of work at Disney, right? So they've got their What If series, you know, coming to uh, Disney Plus sometime. I think it's coming next year. Right, and it's dealing with different scenarios from the MCU if they happened in a different way. Right, it is kind of following the guise of the comic book series. You know, what if Captain America wasn't forward from the ice? You know, it's kind of stuff like that. Right, and um, yeah, Bozeman he voiced a lot of stuff as um, T'Challa. Right, so um, yeah, we're we're gonna get some some new Black Panther content from Bozeman, you know what I mean? Which yeah, that it's nice, but you know what I mean? It's gonna be like ah oh, man, goddamn, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I, I I'm happy about it, you know. It'll be good because. God damn, Bozeman was a... He was an awesome Black Panther. You know what I mean? But people... Yeah, that's us, man. We're done. Um, Yeah, so we'll be back next Wednesday. So people, enjoy your Christmas, man. Have fun. Hopefully... You know what I mean? It's a bright... a A bright point of the year. You know what I mean? So have fun. Eat well. Drink, smoke, do your thing Whatever that is And yeah, we will uh, touch base next week Alright Peace